financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, and we're talking about the new year, the fresh start, and budgeting, my favorite. Well, yeah. (laughs) I know it's not anybody's favorite, but the reason we're doing it is to find a way to build those emergency cash reserves or to project accurately Mm -hmm. what you're going to need at retirement. And we cannot do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say this over and over again, Jess, but we cannot do it ignoring pieces of your financial fabric, Mm -hmm. like the debt that you owe or the, the living expenses that you have in your budget. Most financial advisors and probably yourself when you're sitting down to make this plan for the new year are looking at one specific place, the place that either gives you pain or makes you the most money or whatever it might be. But people tend to target one place. And for financial advisors, it's almost always the assets, the investments. Mm -hmm. That's where the money is. That's the, I don't want to say easier work, but it is easier to do that work if you don't have to focus on the budget and the debt. So it's a lot easier to do that work without those things, but it's not as accurate. And, uh, you know, I, somebody will call me and say, what are you doing? You know, that it, of course, it's we do it right. Yeah, I got it. I, I was a registered investment advisor, independent broker since I've been 23. I know how this is supposed to work from the training we get. Mm-hmm. Know that it doesn't work and why. And sometimes it works. Sometimes people say, yeah, I retired. I have plenty of money. I'm going to argue that probably could have even been better if we had factored in the debt and the budget. So the budget, it does take a little, it's a little labor intensive, but it's not much. And once you do it, like one time, you're going to say, oh, this is a lot easier and I can do this going forward and look how much better I feel about it. Mm-hmm. If not, then you scrap it and you say, you know what? I'm a person who just isn't ever going to look at my budget and I'm going to accept that about myself and I'm going to put that off to the side and maybe someday I'll get to it. So right now I'm going to focus on something else. Maybe it's managing your debt. You know, we we talk about how your money because the debt is in there as part of the portal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can do a lot by paying off your debt. But one of the problems is people always think it's going to take extra money. They're going to have to spend more money monthly to do it. And the key here would be, look, if you're sitting down to make your New Year's resolutions and part of it is paying off the debt, if your first thought is, well, I'm going to spend all my extra money. If I have any, I'm going to get a second job. I'm going to stop my retirement. I'm going to do whatever it is to send extra money to debt. I want you to rethink that because you may be robbing yourself of a more solid retirement. I've given this example several times, which just to think quickly about the math, whatever you're paying out in debt, if that money isn't going out the window in mortgage payments and credit card payments and student loans, Mm -hmm. then it can be in your pocket going toward retirement. And on the other side, it isn't depleting your retirement reserves. So it's an enormous thing that I think gets ignored by most advisors is the management of debt. In your experience dealing with clients and especially, you know, now with the new year, people are kind of like, okay, I'm going to get to this and do it. What is the one thing that happens or are there a couple things that happen where people are like, all right, forget this? Is it an unexpected expense coming? up or just that in January, they think I'm going to spend all this extra money towards my debt. Then they decide, no, I want to do a vacation instead. Or is there like a couple things that make people just scrap this whole idea? The one place that it really falls apart, mm-hmm. I would say that there is. And you, you won't be surprised by my answer, but we know statistically that having a coach at the, at the helm of your team, objective, third party, skillful, qualified financial coach who can help you sort out why you and your spouse aren't on the same page or why, you know, what choices you might have in trimming your budget here and maybe adding in some vacation money there because you didn't have any in there. 
to help you finesse this stuff and keep it on track. I would say that's the number one place it falls apart is because people feel alone. Mm. They very often are alone, even within the marriage, very often. More often than not, one person sees it as their job to do this, to manage this stuff. They see it as part of their worth in the marriage. I'm good at finances. I'm going to fix all these things and make these plans. And it's very difficult to do on your own, particularly since it's your own money. And we have this emotional connection to it. I wish it wasn't so, but wishing it wasn't so doesn't make it so. And and recognize that, you know what, if you needed surgery, Jess, mm-hmm. are you going to do health? You're going to go get a doctor. You know, you're going to participate in your own health care, right? You're going to make decisions and say, well, I read, isn't it interesting if, you know, wouldn't it be helpful if I could get an x-ray or if I could get this test or I read about this drug? You're going to give them that kind of input and, and also things like, well, I'm not willing to do that. Those are your choices. I'd rather go in this direction. But it's the doctor that has the skill and the job to help you. It's their job to help you. And so their job isn't to just do surgery on every person that comes through. Their job is to figure out what works best for you and offer you solutions and suggestions. And going back to the couple thing, and I know we've talked about this before too, I think that's also difficult and probably why, you know, we've talked about that that leads to divorce because if you're in the position where you're handling the finances all the time and you're the saver and you're constantly telling your partner, no, 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 we can't do this, you almost put yourself into a parent role. And that doesn't seem like it's good for a sustainability of anything long term. It's not going to be better. <laughs> yeah. tell you, you might get something done that day. You might think that that's in progress. But overall, you need both people on the same team and you need them to be happy about being there. Even when the finances are really bad, when you're feeling like there's no way out. And believe me, I was there. Mm-hmm. I know. You're really feeling that way. Any little progress will help. You just need to see some light at the end of the tunnel. And you asked, you know, what's number one thing where it falls apart. And and I kind of gave you the where, but I didn't give you the why. It falls apart because you don't maybe have somebody to, to help keep it on track. But why? And I would say and you might laugh at this, but I would say because it isn't fun. Mm, You have to make it fun if you're going to want to do it. I mean, yes, you can force yourself into it, you know, and feel like you're imprisoned in managing your money, or you can find a way to alleviate the stress, a lot of the stress, maybe not all of it, but a lot of it, and actually make it enjoyable, actually make it fun. It's probably one of the number one things people report to me, first of all, is that, that relief. You see it even in the first meeting, right in the consultation, maybe halfway through, maybe by the end, but you see absolute relief on people's faces. Like, oh my gosh, it can be done and there is somebody that can help us do it. And And I'm I'm guessing the first step is the hardest. Like, you know, making the decision to do it, then it's some sense of relief that you're actually doing something. Well, that's right. I mean, when, you know, that would have been a little trite for me to say and and too easy in the beginning when you said, what's the first step somebody should take? I could have said, well, you know, call us, right? Right. But it doesn't matter if you call us or you call somebody else. If you feel like you're making the right move and you're moving toward something that makes you feel progress, then that's a good step to take. Just recognize you may or may not be in the right place. It may be a temporary step for you. But anything that's a start is good. The thing is, you know, once you start to get positive reinforcement, I think the difference between just going to an advisor who says, let me manage your investments and I'll see you next year, we check in every quarter or every year, Mm -hmm. and working with somebody that's a real financial coach about your debt and your budget and your retirement and your tax planning, you know, and all of these things, is that with a coach, you're really learning about your money as you go. In layman's terms, you have the opportunity to ask 
ask a lot of questions and understand yourself and your relationship with your money and your relationship with your partner and your money and your relationship with the companies that charge you and your money and all of that in a way that I think most of us should and wish we had learned, should have and wish we had learned in grade school or even high school or even college. Mm -hmm. But while we're busy taking macroeconomics, nobody is telling us about why we eat out so much when we're unhappy and put it on the credit card. Right, right, right. It's just a a way of life that we've become inured to as Americans. We just don't care about the debt as long as we can make the payments. And budget has become a, you know, a dirty word. And retirement planning is complicated and not all that easy to understand. But you just want to find a guy who can help you make money. It's interesting, too, in the first half. And and we've talked about this many, many times before. and, And the more we talk, the more I just agree with you about the diet and exercise and weight and money. Like what you're saying is like, okay, start with one small thing. So like for a diet, you might cut out diet soda or whatever. With money, you might stop going out to eat or you might you might cut one small thing. And then also having a coach. Yeah, if you want to keep weight off for a long term, like having someone to be accountable to is going to help you a lot more than just trying to do it on your own. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that's why the show is named Financial Fitness, because it, it is about feeling healthy about your finances. Now, it's not called how do we make money or how do we spend less, <laughs> right? It's about balance, financial fitness. But I'll use that metaphor about diet and about health, you know, physical health a lot because it is not only a good metaphor for this, anybody who's ever struggled with their weight, substantial weight gain, I would say, and their money will tell you if they have sought help from a from a counselor, one of the first things they learn about themselves is, oh my gosh, this is tied together. Mm-hmm. I reward myself in certain ways, right? And it's connected to money in some way. I, I think one of the simplest examples is to say when somebody's kind of blue, and this is a this is a pretty small example, but people will get it right away. I mean, when somebody's kind of blue, what do they do? They take themselves out to dinner or they go buy a sweater. Now, if they can do all of that on cash, it's in the budget that we talk about all the time, and it doesn't affect their lifestyle, that's fine and it cheered them up and they feel okay about it. Mm -hmm. But very often, we're so stressed from being in debt or not having enough money at the end of the month or feeling like we're never going to be able to retire that we kind of throw our hands up, even if we're not aware of it. Kind of throw our hands up and say, yeah, I'm never going to get out of this anyway. What's one more sweater on the credit card? But it's one of those things where you feel good in the moment and then, you know, within a day or two, you're feeling terrible about it. Well, my theory is that it actually makes you feel as if life is normal for you financially. Mm -hmm. You can go throw out to debt or go get an item of clothing or go to the movies or do whatever you're going to do. And even if you have to put it on the credit card, yeah, you feel a little twinge for a second, but you had a normal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so you can forget for that moment that you shouldn't have been doing that, that you you didn't have enough money to do it, or that that money could have gone to a better use in some way. And what I love for people is to free them from that and have them feel confident about, wow, I did really well. I'm going to go out to eat. I'm going to go have a sweater or whatever. And, And I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to put it right in here in the portal. And I'm going to see before I ever make this decision, hey, this is okay. I'm going to go do this. I think the worst part is the the emotion we drag around with us, the guilt, the self-loathing. Amazing what we drag every day with us about finances that we ignore, that we sweep under the carpet. And every now and then it rears its ugly head when a bill comes in or when it's New Year's or making a resolution or mm-hmm. something of that nature. But it's there every day, 24-7 with us. And it's my goal, my job to... To help free people of that in any way, whether 
it's that they listen to the podcast or they listen to our show, whether they get help somewhere else or they get help through us. No matter how bad your finances are, I promise you there is some way to make progress almost immediately. And how nice would it be to start off the new year feeling a little bit better and getting yourself financially fit? First step, of course, calling you. What is the phone number? Well, thank you, Jess. They can reach us at 413 413- And visit HugYourMoney.com. Thank you so much. We will talk again next week with another edition of Financial Fitness with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ryan, right here on WHMP.